Hello, this is Dr. Tia Barnes, and welcome to the Scholarly Self-Care Podcast, where we will talk all about the SEL, or social-emotional learning, in self-care. This podcast is for educators, parents, and caregivers of children and youth. Each week, we will talk about your well-being to put you in a better space to support the well-being of the children in your life. Ready to get started? Let's go. Hey, welcome back to the podcast. Today, I have a wonderful guest with me I'm so excited about. Today, we are going to be talking with Marsha Chambers. She is a makeup artist, owner, and founder of M Artistry. She's located in Atlanta, Georgia. She describes herself as a fitness enthusiast, and she is the lover of everything beauty and health. She's also the proud mother of Santiel and Claire. And so today we'll be talking about her journey through parenting and her experiences with self-care. All right, so let's get started. Marsha, welcome, welcome to the show. Thank you. I am so proud to be on here and happy that you asked me to join. Of course. So for the audience who doesn't know us, uh, Marsha has been my best friend since we were six years old. Yeah, we are working on almost 30 years of friendship. Wow. Did you know it's almost 30 years? Oh my gosh, no. Next year we'll make it 30. Yes. Wow. (laughs) And so as you can imagine, we're going to talk about friendship as well. But I wanted to start off, since I know you so well, the audience may not know you. I wanted you to start off and talk a little bit about your parenting journey. So tell me about your journey as a parent and self-care and what role it's played in it. Wow. It's been a very long journey. My son, Santiago, he is 10. Not too long, but long enough. He's 10. My daughter, she's nine. My daughter, Claire. And um, the journey has been long, but rewarding. And it's a joy. You find out, you know, new things about you. You find that, you know, you sort of lose yourself throughout the journey. But the exciting thing is, you know, once you find yourself, you find yourself in a whole different place where, you know, you're not single with no kids anymore. Um, You have two people who depend on you. So it forces you to grow, forces you to change your self-care routines if you had any in the past. But yeah, it's been a journey. It's been a lot of learning and changing but it's definitely rewarding. Mm -hmm. So I'm interested in knowing, so Sanjay's 10, Claire is nine. And so they're pretty close in age, right? So with, with Jamie and Jordan, they're pretty close in age as well, right? So at the end of this month, they'll be seven and six. So for me, that beginning stage was so hard. Marsha was horrible. So I'm thinking about, having and I and I'm having a, a infant and then a toddler and how I felt like I honestly don't even remember a lot of what happened during that time because I just felt like I was sleep deprived and just trying to like exist so how was that for you and um did self-care even come in at that time well having two kids back to back it did not exist when they were younger So when I was pregnant with Claire, my youngest um, child, my daughter, my son was about six months old. 
So, you know, once he was six months old, I was finally getting into the routine of being a parent. And I was a new parent at that. So I was getting in a routine. Felt like I, you know, sort of kind of had it down. I was still in school, undergrad. So then I, I get pregnant again. I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, right when I started to get in the swing of things and then I get pregnant again, she was complete surprise, but a joy. <laughs> and so once she was born, I had two toddlers and it was very tough trying to find some sort of self-care or trying to navigate through everything. And then also was working. So basically I was just on the go. Wasn't really thinking, was just being a parent, being a working parent and also being a student as well. Um, it was very hard for me to try to, you know, find time for myself. And then also if I wanted to find time for myself, I felt a little selfish, right? Cause they're little babies. They want you around all the time. So I didn't really search for any kind of self-care. I was young as well. I was 24 or 25 at that time. So I didn't really know what that meant. You know, I just thought I'd be a good parent, work, go to school, and then I'll figure it out later once they get older. But I, I think it would have been important to find it then. But when they were younger, no. But once they got older... I um, started to realize, okay, I, for, for me to be productive in my kids' lives, I needed to find my happy place or had to, I had to find some sort of uh, self-care to where then, you know, I could kind of recharge and then come back and be, you know, the best mom and parent I could be. So you, you mentioned that as they got older, you um, then engaged in self-care like what age do you think that was like how old were they when you decided that you were able to get back into self-care um I would say when my son was about mm, four my daughter was three my son was four years old I feel like that's when I started to get the hang of things a lot of things became a little second nature to me being a parent knowing how to navigate my children and they were older. So they were a little bit more independent. So I was then able to get involved in church more and um, have girls weekends here and there once in a blue moon. I would say that that's similar for me too. I think when, um, in my case, when Jamie turned four, but when Jordan turned four, I would say, was when it was like, okay, we're finally getting to a place of independence. Mm -hmm. And then we had schools right, mm -hmm. right after that. So I was like, okay, we got to start over. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> uh, so what are you doing nowadays for self-care? What are some of the things you're doing? Definitely working out is one of my main go-tos because I am a makeup artist. So that in itself is self-care because it's very therapeutic to me. So, yeah, that, that is one of the things. But my main go-to is working out, training. Uh, with, I have a trainer, and I see, I see her a couple times a week, I would say three to four times a week. And during this time, this pandemic, and kids having to be in virtual school, when it first started, I was like, okay, I got to take a week off to kind of figure out, okay, how I'm going to do everything. 
But I was like, okay, I really have to get back into swing of things because, you know, virtual school is completely new to us. So I didn't know how I was going to be able to fit working out and, you know, things that I love to do into my schedule. But I had to tell myself, you have to do this. Like, this is something that you need. Not a, okay, I can fit it in when I can't. No, this is something that I need. Just like I need to wake up, take a shower, brush my teeth. I need to work out because the benefits of it is very helpful. It allows me to, you know, go throughout my day and feeling refreshed, feeling revived. I feel good. I'm able to sleep on time because working out, you know, you lose so much energy. It's like, okay, you can rest better. And I need that. Rest is very important to me. So working out helps with that. And also yoga. Yoga is something else that I just started doing. Well, I've done it before, but now I'm taking it a little bit more seriously. So I think starting to take my fitness very seriously, it allows me and it opens more doors for other things inside of fitness, like yoga, eating healthy and things like that. So, you know, once you start your self-care, you kind of realize, oh, there's more that I like in this. There's, I like this. I like that. So, yeah. yeah, I definitely agree with that. So it's like, for you, it was starting with the physical ex- physical exercise yeah. with the trainer, and then you're adding stuff to it. Yeah. Tell me about yoga, because I did see that you were doing yoga, and I was like, I didn't know that she did yoga. So how is that going, and what are you thinking about it? Like, are you enjoying it? What kind of yoga are you doing? Yes. Yeah, so it's basic yoga. Uh, it's nothing too much. Being that I kind of just got back into, into the swing of things, I don't, I'm not really a professional. <laughs> I'm a beginner. Um, but it's great. I go in the middle of the day and um, it's about 10 minutes down the street from my home. So it's right down the street and it's only for an hour and it's, it's wonderful. It's, it's hot yoga. So you sweat a lot, a lot, a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it stretches your body. It kind of centers you again, just like working out, you come back recharged um, you feel relaxed. Uh, you're not aching. You wake up in the morning, you're ready to go because your body's stretched, your body's not aching and your mental state is good as well. You feel energized. You don't feel so tired and drowsy or whatever. So, yeah. So you mentioned earlier about having the kids starting school. And I think <laughs> we are all going through this journey, right? Um, what's been your experience? Cause I feel like yeah. I haven't talked to too many other parents about their experience. I know I've heard it, but I want you to share it with other people, like what your experience has been with school starting and trying to, or just not, okay, we're going to talk about it in terms of school, but just also your experience going through COVID with kids and like how that's been. It was hard when it started. It was extremely tough started in March, right? The middle of March, they were in school. Mm-hmm. School says we're shut down. So it was like, at first you're like, oh my gosh, like, what are we doing? We're grocery shopping, uh, can't find toilet paper. <laughs> and everybody's all over the place trying to figure life out, trying to figure out, okay, well, it happened so quick. Parents, you know, I wasn't ready. And I'm sure um, other parents feel the same too. Like, you know, school was shut down and all of a sudden kids have to be at home like the next day in two days. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you do this? So it was tough. I did have to put my self-care to the side or I had to fit it in where I could. But throughout the pandemic or throughout quarantining, I figured out a schedule 
Um, I tried to stick to it, fell off here and there. But, you know, once school started, virtual school this fall semester started, um, the first week was very tough. (laughs) Uh, System crashes, trying to log in here, log in there, emailing teachers. Teachers aren't receiving your emails and teachers not really knowing what to do because as they're trying to figure it out, we're trying to figure it out too. So it was tough. But I think by the second or third week, I started to get the hang of things. We got accustomed to mm-hmm. it. Um, it became normal. Um, it wasn't something that was foreign to us anymore. So, For me, one of the hardest things with quarantine has been, um, or just since the pandemic started, has been having to change my schedule so much. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think when we were in back in March, it was like, okay, we need to come up with a schedule to get them through the rest of the school year. And then it was like, okay, now we need to come up with a new schedule to figure out summer. Then it was like, even halfway through that, I had to come up with another schedule to finish out the summer. And then now it's getting into a new schedule for fall. And routines for me have always been like so important. And so now that we don't have like a set routine, I think that's been the toughest part is always trying to um, just kind of ebb and flow with the changes and be like, okay, well now I need to come up with something new, like what's going to be the new thing. And, and um, even that I think can be self-care in, in some ways, you know, yeah. your routines and what you want to do. It's part of that. Something that I wanted to go back to that you said that I thought was so cool is how you talked about makeup being a part of your self-care. So it's like in a way your job is self-care. Yeah. It is. Can you talk more about that? I'm like, huh. Yeah. Wow. I've never. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's an art form. So art is very therapeutic to most or all artists. You know, you have a canvas and you're just kind of, you know, painting and drawing away. And it's beautiful. It's fun. And drawing used to be one of my hobbies. So it just kind of falls right into place with that. It's a hobby for me and I get paid for it, which is exciting. Um, So when I go out and do clients or I'm at a photo shoot, I am lucky to say that it's fun for me. Um, So yeah, Mm -hmm. you know, if you find excitement and happiness in something, then it's your job. Then yeah, I think it's a form of self-care as Mm -hmm. well. Yeah. You're very lucky Mm -hmm. to have that. Yeah, I am. Um, So then... Let's talk now, because I said we were also going to just talk about friendship. Mm-hmm. Because we've been friends for so long. And I've been thinking about friendship and self-care because we talked about like the seven areas of self-care. And one of them is social self-care in that piece. So I wanted to know from you, what do you think um, or what ways do you think that friendship helps with self-care or in what ways do you think it kind of uh, stifles or hinders self-care? Um, how does it help with self-care? I feel like as women, we need our friends. Uh, I'm sure men too, but I can't speak for men. <laughs> but um, I'm saying, you know, uh, me personally, our relationship is very important to me. Uh, when we talk, we kind of talk about our issues or our day and we get advice from each other and 
I feel like that's needed. Sometimes you just need advice. Sometimes you just need a pick me up. When you're feeling low, you need somebody to tell, tell you, no, you're doing okay. Or, you know, maybe you need to be doing better. Uh, you need a team around you, especially with times like this, with COVID. I feel like you can't talk about anything without referencing COVID, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So I, I feel like it's needed. You know, you need your girlfriends or, or family or whoever that person is. You need them right now to encourage you and um, to just be there. So it's, it, it really helps with self-care because then your friend can remind you of that self-care, right? They can hold you accountable, especially with fitness. Um, you do need accountability partners. So I think that's very important to have a friend tell you, oh, did you do this today? Did you do that? Because I remember one of our conversations and I was like, nope, Tia, you got to wear this. You got to do that. You got to do that. You're like, oh my gosh. So that's needed. Um, Sometimes you need uh, that that friend or that person in your life to remind you and to keep you on track. Um, So that's one way that, or many ways that I feel like friendships help with self-care and also you just need somebody to talk to as well. You yeah. know, um, it's just good to have somebody to talk to that, that cares for you. Do you think it hinders it anyway? You may not. I don't know. It depends on who it is. <laughs> I mean, you know, sometimes it depends, depends on who it is. And maybe sometimes you might talk to that friend a little bit too much and you might not be focused. I don't know. But, you know, I feel like when you're older, you don't really have those problems uh, because you were working. We have kids. You don't have really time for that. But I, I feel like when you're younger, if, if we have younger listeners, uh, sometimes your friends can hold you back from focusing on school or the self-care that you need. Sometimes you need to step back and just focus on yourself. And sometimes friends might handle that. But I don't think it at my age or where I'm at, being a parent, not really. Mm-hmm. So I think one of the things that come up for me in terms of friendship and thinking about hindrance, not necessarily Mm -hmm. everything you said about the good things, I completely agree with you on those. Yeah. Is I'm thinking about even in terms of working out and Mm -hmm. I've always had the worst stuff with like workout partners. Mm -hmm. You know, your friends are like, I want to work out. Um, Mm -hmm. Let's work out together. Like that has always been an issue for me. So we'll say, okay, we're going to work out together. And then, Mm -hmm they do well for like a week or two and then they stop coming. Yeah. And so then I'm, and I end up being like, well, I don't want to go either. Right. So right. Then, <laughs> so then that I think has, is one way where I felt hindered. So like the point now where unless it's a trainer, I pretty much am like, I'm going to work out by myself. And then after I get into a groove, then I can say, okay, if somebody wants to work out with me, okay. But keeping in mind that if they don't show up, that's fine as well. So like, that's something I've had to work through with, with that idea of friends and hindrance. Yeah. With that being said, that's where discipline comes into play. Self-discipline where you really can't rely on other people to really push you. It's nice when they do, right? Um, It's helpful, but if they don't show up, that's Mm -hmm. okay. You have to encourage yourself sometimes and you have to discipline yourself and say, okay, I'm going to do this. Because if they do show up, great. If they don't, it's okay. You still have to 
Yeah. Yeah. It took me a while to get there because at first I was like, oh, we're going to do this together. But now, yeah, I've had to learn that over time, (laughs) sadly. So now let's talk a little bit about, because you mentioned how important friends are in adulthood, but then you also said, you know, as adults, we don't necessarily have time for the types of relationships that we may have had as children. I know you were talking more about time and you sit on the phone with your friend all day, (laughs) but one of the things that I feel like I've been struggling with is adult friendships and um, how to go about creating these relationships that when we were younger was so much easier because we were in school. So you had kind of built in friends that, you know, you were around every day, or even when you went to college, there were people that were more or less built in. And it was also people that you had a lot more in common with, like they were the same age as you, they may have been in your classes. So you guys had similar interests in terms of things, or you met them through organizations. So again, the similar interest part, but now being a parent, Um, working in an environment where there are people who are sometimes very different from you, whether it's by age, um, gender, ethnicity, whatever it may, experiences, I find it a lot harder to make friends and to develop strong relationships with people. And just from the things I've looked into, that seems to be a problem across the board for, for a lot of adults. So what do you... What has been your experience with that? Well, when I was in college, I really didn't make too many friends because I was married with children already going into Florida State because I went to a community college. And for some reason with community college, you really don't get that friendship experience like you do at universities where you're kind of sent off to school and then you're there for four years and you're at a dorm. So it's a little different, but I was married, so I really didn't make too many friends. I just kept the friends that I've had since I was younger, like you and I have other friends, but Mm -hmm. you know, with you, I think God for that (laughs) because we were able to keep this relationship while you were in school, while, you know, and I feel like we've grown to this stage and it's so beautiful that our, while we've grown, our friendship was allowed to grow as well. But at this age, you know, being that I really didn't make too many friends in college, I still have the same friends that I've had since I was younger. Now, are those friendships still, are we still as close as we were when we were younger? No. Time changes, life changes us. Uh, Life Mm -hmm. moves us away from each other, uh, jobs and things like that. You have kids, now your kids are the center of your life and your, your husband Uh, is your priority now as well. So life happens, things change. But now I I feel like, you know, I've matured to understand that just because things have changed, it doesn't really mean that you're not friends anymore. But if you're thinking about that person or you feel like, oh, today I need to speak to this, you know, this particular person, I just want to make sure they're okay. You call them and you have conversations and that's okay. You have to be okay with that. Like, we're not young anymore. It's like, she didn't call me yesterday. Like, it's okay. <laughs> people have jobs. We have children. People have husbands. People have <laughs> lives. So it's okay. So I, I and we have social media yeah. as well now where it, help, where, where it helps people to continue to communicate. So, you know, you really know what's, you know more of what's going on in people's lives now than you did back in the day. Mm-hmm. 
right now, you know, I don't have a lot of friends, <laughs> but the ones that I do have, as I get older, you hold very near and dear to your heart. You, you talk when you can, when you can't, that's okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and with me and you, we talk all the time. <laughs> yeah, we talk all the time. So yeah, it's been good. So one of the things that I've been learning, which I'm still like, mm-hmm. I wanted to know what you thought about it. Cause I don't think we've ever talked about this. Mm-hmm. Is, so I read this book about friendship. It was a book. I forgot what it was called. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but I'll put it in the show notes in terms of this mm-hmm. book. It was about like adult friendships for women. And it talked about friendship circles and the fact that, you know, you have like that tight circle of friends. That's mm-hmm. like the people that you are consistent with and that you are vulnerable with. Like, so they know all the things about you which at this point would be like, you would be one of those like core circle friends. And then Mm -hmm. think of it like concentric circles where it goes out, right? So on the outside are people who you may... I've seen that somewhere. Never read the book, but I've seen that. Uh Yeah. Yeah. And so, because for me and my definition of friendship up until recently was more or less based on like our friendship and being like, oh, I don't have a lot of friends because I don't have a lot of friends that are as close to me as Marsha. But then realizing that it can be so much broader than that. And that even though it's someone who maybe you're not as vulnerable with, you can still consider them a friend. And so that I think has been interesting as well, because for me, it was like, I don't have a lot of friends, but then it's like, actually, I do know, you know, there are people that I can count on for things and I can talk to if I, I need to, depending on how much I want to share with them. That's, that's a different story. But that was, I think, an interesting thing that came up for me. Mm-hmm. And it's okay to not have, to have friends, but for them not to be your best friend, like, you know what I mean? Like a lot, a lot of times, sometimes people don't allow friendships to grow organically because, you know, you can meet, I believe you can meet somebody right now and they end up being a lifelong friend. And I think it just starts with us. We have to allow that to happen and not force it. Just if it is, if it's happening, let it happen. You can find friends, new friends, new lifelong friends, or, you know, just for that lifetime or, Sometimes, you know, um, you know, you can have an uh, associate and it's okay to say, hey, you want to go for a bite to eat? You want to talk? Sure. And, and that's okay. Like, we don't have to put friendship in a box. I think, you know, just, hey, you know, you see somebody and you, oh, I knew you for, you know, I met you or whatever. And okay, we can have dinner. We can have lunch. We can do this. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. I like that idea. So that makes perfect sense because I was putting it in a box. And so, yeah. I wish mm-hmm. we had talked about this before because I would always be like, I don't have any friends, Marsha. There's no friends here. <laughs> because again, expecting friendship to be like childhood when it's not at all. So I guess the final question I have for you is what does self-care mean to you? Happiness. So I was listening to your podcast and you know this already, but they don't. <laughs> um So I was listening uh, to it and, you know, I was hearing you say, you know, find an activity or do this or do that. And well, first of all, let me say this. Sorry, I'll get back to that point. 
when you gave a homework, I forgot what episode it was. Um, you don't know this. <laughs> I was saving this for now. <laughs> so you said, you know, you had homework for us and that was to find an activity. And you said, try it out. If it mm -hmm. works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. This activity I've done in the past, but never uh, really took it too seriously. And that was yoga. Yes. I spoke about yoga. Remember I said, I just got into yoga. So yes, that was my homework. I said, you know what? I'm going to do it. And it's amazing. Like, I <laughs> like, thank you, Tia. Seriously, like you were the you gave that homework assignment, and I've been thinking about it. And I was like, okay, because you know, and um, you know, when we talk and we talk about your your podcast, and we we have conversations after, like after I was listening to your episodes, and you know, when it's your friend, it's kind of like, oh yeah, but I'm like, no, like, oh my gosh, like she's. She's teaching me, like she's really teaching me something about myself. Not just, you know, these phone conversations, these fun conversations that we have, which is much needed, but listening to your podcast, it's really been helping me. And so I'm very thankful for that. Thank you for the homework assignment because you allowed me to explore yoga and I love yoga. So going back to happiness. Before you talk about happiness, you made my day. You um, made that that was, <laughs> <laughs> yep. uh -huh. that. that was my homework and I did it. Um, so yeah. Um, so back to, yeah, what self-care means to me. Happiness. Yoga is my happy. I walk out. I feel so good and everything else, you know, my job makes me happy. Uh, like I was saying before, I'm very lucky to say that and working out and also, you know, my kids, mm -hmm you know, doing new activities with them. That was something that I wanted to focus on as well, kind of figuring out something fun to do with my kids on a weekly basis. Mm -hmm. And I know too many parents might not think that's self-care, but to be involved in my kids' lives and to do things with them and to have fun, it's not a chore, it's not homework. But to have fun, that is something that I need to give mm -hmm. me the, the push to kind of, you know, okay, I, I feel, okay, we're, we're doing something. Because as a parent right now, you're like, you're always, you know, I got to do this, got to do that. Gotta, and it's like, no, breathe, take a breather, like have fun. Yeah. So I've been trying to do that with the kids. Mm -hmm. um, so that's something else. But yeah, self-care to me is happiness. If, if I take care of myself, what I need for my mental and physical, then I'm happy. That's wonderful. And yeah, I know we're supposed to end, but I'm just going to add the one last yeah. thing about what you were saying about the self-care. I can definitely see that being self-care because it's the relationship piece. So we talked about that relationship. Yeah. And so it's like you're feeding that. And I love that idea. I'm going to actually try to do some of that because I, you know, especially in this time, parenting feels like it's, like you said, yeah. you're just doing yeah. all the things. So yeah. That would like remind you of the fun parts of it, remind you of the fun and, and help with that. So mm -hmm. I love that. I yes. love yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for All having right. me. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. Please visit drtiabarnes.com for show notes. 
And while you're there, feel free to leave a note. I'd love to connect. If you like the show, subscribe to the podcast and tell your friends about it. Don't forget to rate and review the show on your favorite podcast app. Thank you to ColetteMcKenzie.com for providing podcast management services for this show. See you all next week. And as always, take care. Take care.